Okay, so you know that those show you know those shows like Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters and whatnot. Things do like I? That. Yeah, of yes, course. Yes, I do. do. <laughs> Did you know that there was one called Paranormal Cops that was about no Paranormal people? Cops? No, yes. is it's it real. on Netflix? No, no, it failed horribly. But oh. it it was about Did they lose um, their suspects. <laughs> it, was, no, <laughs> it was about. It was about, it was legit, and or wasn't legit, it was terrible, but what I mean is it was actual police officers from Baston, and uh, uh-huh. they they formed, like, a paranormal investigator group, so, like, by day they're cops, and by night they're... How they're, do I not know about this? Where, what it, channel was it on? It was, I have no idea, I just heard about it recently, and it sounds so hilarious, because <laughs> it's a bunch of Boston police, they're like, you got any ghosts? There's a belt hitting the front of the vehicle. <laughs> that actually kind of sounded like a Canadian accent. Uh, I just thought it would, I would be hilarious. So watch that. Pinning a ghost down on the ground and cuffing him. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh um, isn't that your job? You're a yeah, ghost that... assassin, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm an assassin. I'm an assassin, not a cop. Uh, no, but you have to pin, pin the ghost to the ground to kill we them, right? We don't talk right? about that, though. <laughs> oh, but I do. I do. My clients... I, 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 I let things out in the open. See, you should really, you know, off me to, to, to keep your secrets, because... I only assassinate ghosts. Oh. I don't know how, how to do kill How do you know I'm not a ghost? I can Ooh. smell it. You can, you can smell it? You can smell ghosts. You got any sausage? You have to just a picture, I just picture like a bunch of respectable police officers, and they just they hate their lives so much that they come up with this shit. <laughs> like, well, okay, let's say if, let's say if they do meet a ghost, how do they capture it? Do they have the Ghostbuster units, or are they just trying to use handcuffs? I think they probably studied the Ghostbusters film and they made their own containment unit. No, they they are they are just like it's just like ghost hunters where they would just like oh we heard a voice and whatnot but it's so way they fun. have the EMF readers and whatnot and yeah. like oh oh the temperature change less questions yeah so okay I have to ask this. okay they're cops right mm-hmm. what do they think they're gonna accomplish by talking to ghosts well solve crimes obviously <laughs> okay so they are there, they, there was... are they finding the victims ghosts that mm-hmm. they come into a crime scene they're like there was... oh shit this person was killed and they're gonna question, they were... question the victim well you know like in a paranormal activity movie where there's like a demon and they kill the people in the movie you know mm-hmm. these cops had enough so they're like they 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 track down the ghost and they say put your hands up or we're gonna mace you <laughs> and like it's just it's just like arresting any other assailant except for this, they have like ghosts. This ghost isn't ex- real, is it? You're just you're just uh, no that 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 part that shape. that part I made up obviously, <laughs> but it's a really funny image because I just like it's like you had to shoot the ghost because it was coming at me. <laughs> you saw it, right? You saw it. I did it on part. I had to so do it. So how did you, how did you find out about this show? A uh, video was I was I guess there was a, a horror movie that just came out uh, called Deliver Us from Evil. Yeah. And it's about, right, right. it's about like a paranormal invest, a paranormal department of a police. Uh, of oh a, yeah, this is about the cop that came in, uh, became a demonologist in New yeah. York. Yeah, and I heard it was hilarious because apparently, like, 
they there's a part where of course they have someone who rips off they have a possessed girl and she looks exactly like Regan from The Exorcist and it, I want to see this movie because it looks so funny because like the, they literally ar- arrest like Regan from The Exorcist and like bring her in for you questions. know this is this that movie was based is based on true story this guy is like a real well, person he's a demonologist well, now yeah but I don't I don't take that seriously because they even say that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on... No, 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 no. This is actually a real guy. I, I When I saw it was a true story in the trailers, I'm like, yeah, right. I looked him up. It's a real... That, poli- that term is very loose officer. these yeah. days. What, what I no, mean no, is... And they said that this movie was based on his experience on the uh, police department in, in New York, and he saw weird shit, and he, that's when he decided to really look into this crap, and he became Sorry. a demonologist. So it's a real guy, and apparently... His uh, origin story, I guess you, you could See, say. The thing but about, it's actually a real dude. So <laughs> I know, I know he's a real dude. But my point is, is like that slapped on like so many horror movies. Like I saw the, you know, the movie um, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Have either of you seen mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty good ho- horror movie. Um, I actually didn't like it. I, I was falling asleep. I liked it because I saw, it I saw was... in theater. No, it could have been because I was seeing the the latest showing at the time. Because we couldn't get into, it was opening night. We couldn't get into a uh, decent hour, so we had to watch like but, twelve a.m. I was right. falling asleep. Fair enough. Anyways, the whole point is, is the the director said that um, when they put on the tag based on actual events, which it was very loosely, they made two hundred million more dollars. So wow. I don't take that. Like nobody puts. Like imagine if a horrible like a movie. Imagine if all movies that were based actually based on actual events like had that like titanic like, like imagine imagine if like flight 93 or whatever it was called the 911 movie they, they didn't have to we knew at that i know point. i know but my point is is they throw that on horror movies to sell more tickets whether it is or not like the like i said the texas chainsaw massacre the only reason that says based on actual events is because like some of the murders are framed after like ed gein killings or something like that mm. So it's it's just like a marketing thing, but I but the the paranormal cops thing I did not make up. That was a real reality show that well, canceled. It's better than Taps. in in that movie, or I mean, how did you find it? I was Is watching that... a YouTube review of that of that that movie, whatever it was called, the Deliverance from Evil. I gotta find this show. It sounds really funny. It sounds so. Ugh, I just pictured on Netflix. Bunch of cops that like don't want to go home to their family, so they like, <laughs> so they form a like a terrible reality TV show. It's better than Taps. They were they were plumbers, I think. Well, that Taps, show was that was Ghost Hunters, and then I found I was really into that show, and then I found out they fake stuff, and I've refused to watch it ever since. Now I'm Ghost Hunter, uh, Ghost Adventures all the way. I I remember the one show I tried watching was about Bigfoot hunting. What was that about? That was so boring. Uh, was like that? A... Uh shit! There was like another show. Cryptozoology shows on. No, no, no. There was there was one on the Travel Channel about this guy who would try to figure out if claims of like Big Bigfoot and Chupacabra uh, was was real. I think that's the show you're mentioning. It was really boring. It was just like, (laughs) oh, let's go into the woods and play a recording that's a Bigfoot call, even though we have no fucking clue what a Bigfoot sounds like. So, <laughs> I, Oh, I that reminds me. Yeah. That reminds me. Did you guys see um, uh, uh, sort of, I guess it's independent. It's, it, 
It's by, um, oh my god, I, I'm so sorry, I'm forgetting his name. The guy from Police Academy. Uh, hold on, hold on, one second. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, While you look that up, I'll mention that I watched um, The Last, Exor- Last Exorcism 2, and it was awful, awful, awful. Did I mention this in the last podcast? I forgot movies I've watched. I have no idea. It was, it was bad. Anyway, we're recording the Whispers and Dark podcast. Hello and welcome. It is episode 73. We didn't do last week because we're just not into it. Well, pretty much Kyle wasn't here what either. happened was Kyle wasn't available and then we got on and there wasn't a lot of news and I was fucking tired. So we're like, eh, we can yeah. just do it this week. We have more questions now. We do? We have a lot go. of questions. We have like nine. Holy shit, really? I'll check again. Huh. Quite a few. But did you find that thing you're looking for? Uh, no, I got distracted talking to you. Oh, oh well, I could no hit the deal. first news object, which is really awkward and strange, but I'm kind of into it. Uh, another Dead Island spinoff was announced because... Really? Oh, yeah. It's... Yeah. Wait, they're releasing uh, an actual uh, legitimate sequel now, right? Yeah. So now they're doing another spinoff on top of that? The spinoff is a downloadable-only title, and it is between the events of 1 and 2, and it's also a third-person, noir-esque, psychological game. It's weird, but whatever. So It looks like they got some influence from, uh, what do you call it, um, Grasshopper. The art style is uh, kind of comic-shaded, and it has like that whole black-and-white, vibrant, deep-color thing going on when you go angry or crazy, whatever the character does. I don't know. It's strange. It's downloadable, downloadable only. Um, I mean, the psychological twist has me somewhat interested, but apparently the developer that's making this, I can't recall their name, are not really known for making great games. So, oh, uh, I mean, why are they pushing Dead Island so much? God, I don't know. Okay, I found the movie. If you want me to say what it is, all right. Uh, it's Willow Creek, and it's directed by Bobcat Goldwaith. The guy who um, who's in the Police Academy movies. Did you watch those? Not for a very long time. He was he was like one of the ones they captured and then later became one of like the new recruits. He had like a very distinctive voice. I can't do it. Um, but it's a movie. Um, it's made in a, a documentary kind of style, kind of like Blair Witch, where these people are going to Willow Creek to, to, to find out about Bigfoot. I haven't watched it yet, and it's supposedly pretty good. Uh, it just came out in June. Um, maybe, oh, maybe we could do it for commentary. You know what? I, I forgot to bring up for media consumed. Mm-hmm. I'll be quick. I watched... Um, Probably the best horror movie I've seen in a while today. Seriously? Why? Yeah. Um, it was called uh, Maniac. Oh, uh, yes. Have you seen Maniac. it? Yeah, we talked about it uh, with Andrea like months ago. The new was one or the old it? one? The new one. Um, Wait, what is this? It's a movie starring Elijah Wood that's like basically all in first <gasps> oh, person. Oh, yes! Have you I've seen it? No, I have not seen that, but I've heard I, about I was, it. I was going to say, you probably don't want to see it because yeah. it's super oh, violent. Oh, it is? I, I would put this up there with, like, excision. I mean, not excision level, but I would, uh, we'll say, like, Antichrist level where of disturbing violence. There was a couple oh, parts okay. where I was like, oh, God, so I can't watch it. this. this is a remake. 
Yeah. It's a it's a remake although I basically see everyone say that it's way better than the original. I haven't seen the original so I can't say. It was so, since uh, since you already talked about it, I'll I'll just say it's a it's a beautifully shot movie. Um, really amazing performance by Elijah Wood. I never thought Frodo Baggins could be so creepy. Um, Did you not see Sin City? Oh yeah, but he was he, he was in makeup. He was in makeup. It, w- he it was, was creepy in that movie. <laughs> he's way creepier in this. Um, really? Why did you leave me? Um, it was it was pretty fucked up. I I really liked oh, it's, it. Though. It's pretty gory though. Yeah, pr- oh, very yeah. very gory. I'll just it's say not stylized re- either. No, 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 no. This is like like real. Well, I don't want to say it's realistic violence, but it's very. He scalps a bunch of people. Yeah. So. Oh. Oh. Okay. 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 And um, I won't spoil it. Um, but it, it was a really interesting movie. I don't think I've ever seen a first-person movie. It's like if you ever wonder what Mirror's Edge would be as a movie, I guess it would kind of be that. <laughs> but um, no, that's a bad example. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Elijah was just running on buildings. It. Uh, it was great though. I really liked it. I did. I did watch a kind of, I guess, creepy movie uh, a couple of days ago called Conspiracy Theory, not the Mel Gibson one, but it was on Netflix and it was recommended. And it has on the cover this person wearing a red bull's mask, and it's about. Um, it's kind of like a documentary, but not. It's about this documentary team who are going to inter- interview this conspiracy theorist guy. And they interviewed him, and then shortly thereafter, he disappeared. And they got worried. They went to his apartment, found out that it was ransacked. And one of the people working on the documentary decided that they should collect all his newspaper clippings and whatnot and find out what he was like all on about. Because he kept talking about this uh, overarching power controlling everything, you know, the the, the typical conspiracy. And um, one of the documentary guys figured it out, figured it was like this thing called the TARDIS group. TARDIS group, not TARDIS, TARDIS group. And um, they were trying to figure out what it was about them. It was kind of creepy. Like, I didn't think I would be that into it, but... It was a pretty good film. Um, it kind of had a creepy end to it, too. I, I don't know if it would be categorized as horror, though. It was more like a, a thriller. But well, I think that's actually one of the questions we got this week. difference between horror and thriller. Which we can talk. Answer. That'd be a... Yeah, let's go back to that. That was about... Yeah. Okay. What about news, though? All right, so let's, I'm going to... Pu- Did anything a- happen in the last week that's worth talking about, Well, TJ? now that we have... Yeah. Uh, three weeks or so i have a few selections here and some of the selections are really awesome topics okay we just did Dialogue island which is weird but the next mm-hmm. thing kyle and i are going to be happy about it is the first danganronpa 2 english trailer i believe I'm not sure if it's the oh first. yay still haven't watched it i'm not I, going to watch yeah, it yeah you don't have you're to not gonna watch it because you don't want to be spoiled yeah everything there's no point there's no point to yeah it's it's better to just have it completely free but yeah you can watch the trail if you want to it shows when is it coming out september September. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking it was uh, no. The Evil Within is August, right? Yeah, yeah. No, October. 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 Yeah. So. Oh, shit. What's August then? Hmm. I could have sworn August. it. Evil Within I was August. It was. Oh, August. maybe that's what I'm confusing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. But I just heard it was thing. bumped up a week. Yeah, it's still it's still October. In October. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it and I Alien are a week apart now, so they can fight it out. That's gonna be awesome. But with Danganronpa two, if you. If you're excited for it, I would just say don't watch the trailer because it actually shows a part of a uh, case. Like, a, they're trying to figure out who the murderer is, and I don't want to see that at all because it might give you clues. Like, well, who's who's missing here? So don't watch it. But 
yeah, you know, it's the first English trailer. I still don't like the English voices. Whatever. Uh, that comes out September 2nd on the Vita. Hopefully, I actually just saw the trailer today for um, that spinoff. I didn't know it wasn't out yet. I thought it was already out. Um, another another day or something like that? Another case? Whatever. It's the shooting spinoff. So that is that like its own game or is that going to be downloadable content? Um, that's going to be a Vita release in Japan. There's no word if that's going to be localized, but it hasn't actually Oh, you don't know if yet. it's coming here. I, well, I thought... I thought the Jenga Rampa series is on the Vita. Well, 1 and 2 already exist in Japan. They've been released for a while. That's why we're getting them localized now. But the other one okay. hasn't been released at all, so if it does get here, it might take a while. Would you get it, though? Even though it's a spin-off? No, game, uh, maybe, but the gameplay looks crap. Only for reviews. Okay. What about you, Kyle? Did you see the gameplay? Of the the shooter thing? Yeah. I've said it's looked like shit forever. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It looks well, terrible. At least at the end of that trailer, I saw that it did say "and 3, so eventually they'll announce Danganronpa 3, which is cool. They already said they're working on it. Just... Uh, can I ask, um, is each... Oh, I haven't played any of the games, but is each Danganronpa its own I don't know. separate story like Silent Hill, or is there a no connection? Idea. I've only played one. That's a spoiler. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Sorry. Well, look at it. let's look at it this way. You know, there's connections to Silent Hill 1 and 2, but they're not really... Mm-hmm. You don't have to play one or the other. It's basically like that. Okay, kind so of. it's sort of like in the same world. Kind then. of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it's the same world. Same world, for sure. Yeah. Same is, world, same sort of like um, rules to this situation. Okay, okay. I get just, it. Yeah. Just a new batch of kids getting fucked up. <laughs> Alright, and here's some interesting news. This is a sort of our exclusive... All right, got to go back a little bit because uh, prior to E3, we got some pictures in our inbox from some random person who didn't say who they were. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, they were very vague about what they were trying to tell us. They did actually didn't say any coherent thing at all. They just provided a lot of screenshots. So what Ryan did was see if people on NeoGAF can help us discover where these pictures are from, if they're actually new or not. So what happened was a lot of people were interested because... Um, this other website, I won't name names, decided to say that these screenshots were leaked to them to them by a source that said it was Sony Bend's game. Uh, Sony Bend is working on a PlayStation 4 exclusive title, and no one knows what it is. But that website said these screenshots were from that game, which is false. Uh, the screenshots are actually from an indie game developed by a small team. I forget where, but um, it's H.R. Geiger-esque first-person shooter. It looks really interesting. The art's really interesting. Uh, let's see. So we released this post saying what this actually is, just to fix the confusion, because it was kind of weird that a, a website kind of just blatantly said, yeah, this was sent to us by our source, and completely lied about what, what, it, what it actually was. So we yeah. disproved that, and um, the creator of this game, well, the team of this game actually got contacted by Sony because of all the interest this uh, brought up on NeoGAF and across the web. So, yeah, and we got an exclusive, and a developer is actually in talks with Sony now because they're like, holy shit. Oh, that, that's pretty cool that, you know, they weren't in talks before, right? Uh, I'm not sure. But it's because of so, Rely, though, that's happening. Did they get, so they got like a, <laughs> a official like publishing deal because of all these rumors, right? They haven't Maybe. told us yet, but uh, Sony, someone at Sony, like Sony representative, it says on his NeoGAF profile, he was like, okay, this got our interest, and I asked the developer and said, so you guys are definitely talking to Sony now? And he's like, yep. 
but they can't say anything else. So you could say that this person who sent you the anonymous type of whatever screen gra- uh, screenshots really helped their their product get they get did it on purpose like that was their whole point to be very vague and draw like all this interest up yeah that's, draw that's pretty smart you got you gotta commend them yeah <laughs> yeah it, it definitely it got, it got your interest and it got sony's interest and yeah. even tri- even triple a studios do that sometimes mm-hmm. and it was Ubisoft really did it with far cry <laughs> kind I, of i just wish if like if the person wanted to like do it this way instead just don't send us an email saying Blah 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 blah. Here's a picture. Of would you rather like, they they were upfront and like, hey, I would like to create buzz for our our um, upcoming title. Can you pretend you don't know where it's from? Well, Is they didn't tell what us what it was from at all. I had to grill them. I'm like, I'm not posting anything about this until you take, give us proof that it's a game in development. So like, give me a screenshot of the Unity editor. I was really yeah. fucking anal about it. I was like, you need well, to yeah, know yeah, this isn't bullshit. You have to, because mm-hmm. if it's just like some deviant art that the guy grabbed and threw exactly. on, sent to us, like that would make us look stupid. Did you try doing a, um, the Google image search where you just drag the image into yeah. the search? Yep. Well, we did. We did that. We gave it to NeoGAP, and that's where there were pictures were taken from from other sites. But yeah, so I had internet detectives yeah. help us out. Yeah, the GAF detectives are usually pretty good. Did I? I don't know if you ever. You know the guy he used to work at Telltale, Gary Witta? He's now mm-hmm. writing the new the first Star Wars spin-off. Oh yes. Um, this was pretty amazing. He uh back in like twenty eleven, twenty twelve, um, when George Lucas released the uh or I should just say Fox released the Blu ray edition of Star Wars, where George Lucas yet again changed a bunch of stuff. Um mm-hmm. Gary Witta was on NeoGAF and posting about how shit he thought it all was. And then the gaff detectives uh, went back all throughout his profile and found all these posts where he'd edited saying that they were shit. It was really funny. They bumped the thread and it was all over the that internet. That was so mean. I felt so bad. I'm like, God, you're such a dick. I, what I think is, what I think is, no, they're not dicks. Like he, he, I don't think that he should have to edit his posts because of that. Like they, people are allowed to have fucking opinions. I don't think he should have to edit it. I'm just saying, like the person going, "I remember Gary Witta said this. Let me put it out there and make sure everyone's I bet, aware." I, de- I doubt they. I doubt he shouldn't have to edit it though. He should. It should. Oh, be. I agree. Well, I agree. the thing is, he has to edit it if he wants to keep his job. It's which is horseshit though, is what I'm saying. Because when you work for a company, they don't want you bad mouthing what they're doing, and I, you probably edit it because it was brought to some higher ups' attention. I'm uh, no, I don't think it did. I think he just did it as a preemptive thing. Yeah. It's just for I just think it's horseshit because you shouldn't have to silence your opinion because like those changes were shit. <laughs> like he should be allowed to say that if he wants to. Mm. He he like wrote a lot of The Walking Dead the first season. So, hmm. anyways, wow. he also yeah. did um the movie Denzel Washington, the game by the way, not the TV show. Uh, you got to you got to give more than Denzel one, Washington. Eli, Book of Eli. That was I like that. Okay. Yeah. Denzel, Denzel Washington. The Denzel Washington. <laughs> the Denzel Washington movies. Uh, so yeah, the, that game I was just talking about, the indie one, is called Scorn. I'm not sure when we're going to hear about it again, because the guy said he might have to keep hush-hush until things are signed, but he's definitely going to give us an interview in the future, which is great. So if you ever want to awesome. leak or sh- reveal your game to us first, just tell us straight out, and we'll we'll work, and we'll keep it hush You're hoping you more indie titles will come to you to get their get a publishing yeah, we appreciate if you were less, less vague, but it's like, hey, you want to review this game? All right, cool, awesome. Well, it's kind of a kind of um, a pat on the back for Reliant Horror, where they thought that they could 
you I guess use you guys to get publicity like that. I mean, it just it just shows to show that Reliant Horror actually has an impact on the audience. I know we're the only site that's willing to write about indie first person horror games all the time, every day, all week, (laughs) all month. You should take it as a compliment, (laughs) CJ. I am. I am kidding. That was really awesome, and I hope for the best because that game looks cool. Hopefully, the gameplay is uh, up to snuff. But uh, the next thing I'm going to pick out, because I did a little video preview of, is Frozen State. Right now, it's not really spectacular. Another um, early access game, top-down survival horror. It's very strictly survival, though. You actually have to pay attention to temperature, stuff like that. You can freeze. The monsters look kind of like Nemesis. Is Frozen... I haven't looked at this. Is this actually on Earth, or is it in space? It's on Earth. Just I don't know what country. I don't know. You think it's like in Antarctica or something? Maybe. I'm not sure where the developers are from. I don't think they're English speakers, native English speakers. But it's interesting. Um, keep an eye on it. I'm not going to say get it right now because it's very bare bones and kind of tedious. But uh, I think it has some potential. Um, oh, we got we have a lot of uh, announcements and early access games to talk about. The next one is Solarix. This one's getting a lot of traction because it's pretty much, hey, we love System Shock 2. Here's our take on that whole vibe. So it's getting a lot of uh, attention. Looks pretty neat. It's the sci-fi. Did you? Did you dystopian. guys actually play that System Shock? Mm-hmm. I played a little bit of it. It's hard. Or do you like uh, Halo better? Uh, not Halo. Shit. Only me a casual. <laughs> Bioshock. <laughs> oh I played all yeah. the Bioshocks, but I have not beaten System Shock. It's hard. I'm gonna try again later. I haven't finished it. Um, it's pretty dated. It's yeah. just not very good anymore, in my opinion. I thought Half Life Half Life was a um, spiritual sequel. No, or no. Am I confusing no. with? I am confusing with Bioshock. Yeah, Bioshock. Yeah, was Bioshock. A sequel. See this. Yeah. See guys, I am a casual. I'm sorry. Fucking <laughs> <I don't> casual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is, told- is is the um, System Shock uh, games on? Um, Steam or, yes. or the other one? Okay. First person, you'll die. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be able to play that. But, oh, it would be really cool if you guys did a, um, one of your streaming ones about it. I tried, but I got my ass beat. That game's hard. Mm. It's pretty hard, yeah. I'll try again in the future. I'm going to mod it, too, so it's a little bit more functional. What do you mean, mod it? What are you going to do to it? Yeah, just make it look prettier, you know, update some control stuff, because the HUD is not scaled properly to HD screens. Just stuff like that. Oh, okay. Whitney, I think you'll like this game, though. You should definitely oh. check it out. It's okay. called Long Night, and it is a homage to, like, PS2-era horror games in the worst awesome. and the best way possible. Um, it's very funky, but for $5, you get Chapter 1, which is about two hours. I think it's fun. So it's um, split up in chapters? Yeah, I'm not sure when Chapter 2 is coming um, out. But... Well, can you tell me a little bit more about what the story is? Okay, so it's really, really bad and cheesy, but it's endearing. Um, okay. Four teenagers, all of their names start with the, le- the letter D. Dean, Diana, Dewey, and David. I think their parents <laughs> go to like some resort camp thing occasionally, like every summer. So they're like this little clique that hangs out together. Okay. And they all have their little dynamics and their drama between them. But they stick together outside of all the other kids in the group. And without spoilers, they do some incantation, Native American incantation ritual thing that makes a 
witch lady start chasing them for some reason. Wait, is this like the um? Oh shit! I just lost the name. That teenage uh, obscure. It is feels like, like that it one? feels like yeah. It looks a lot like it, even visually. It has that kind I of. I don't know if I'd really be into that because that story sounds really bad. It's entertaining though. I mean, um, this story is cheesy, but it plays like a traditional. So you played it. Past. You played it. Mm-hmm. So are you going to get the next chapter though? Yes, I will. I gave. This chapter one, a six point five out of ten. It has uh, potential. Six point five. Yeah. I don't know. It has to be at least Whitney, a seven. <laughs> we don't do the seven to ten. We do one. Uh. A five is average. A six is above average, and a seven is good. So it's between good and above average. And I think chapter two is going to be really good. How many chapters are, are there going to be? I think three or four. It's a pretty short. I mean, how long did it take you to get through the Two first Two hours. Chapter? Okay, so it's like, a, it's like a six-hour game. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how long the other chapters are. But for five bucks, you really can't go wrong. I think if you like... So it's five dollars. Can you, can you pre-order, like, the whole thing? Uh, I don't You know. pay five bucks and you get the whole thing, I think. No, it's, I think it's going to be five per episode. No, you, I, I, I thought it was five dollars per episode. Yeah, so. pretty sure it's Gross. five per episode. But yeah, if it's it's very in tune with that era of you know what? If I do get it, I think I'd wait till all the episodes are out so I can just plow through it. Yeah, you might, and also maybe they'll improve the chapter one and tweak it a little bit so it's a little more functional. Because there are some bugs, there are some design problems, which I'm oh, a fan what of. sort of bugs? Uh, just uh, one time I went to an area and the puzzle wasn't working. That's it. Stuff like that. Simple things. But yeah, I it's think... not. It's not like like heavy rain where you can't. No continue because of the bug okay okay just reload your save point but yeah i think i think if you really want a game of that era style on steam just pick it up support it maybe they'll make i I will look it up it's good long night check that shit out all right and here's a game kyle (laughs) beyond two souls (laughs) is coming to the ps4 in a director's cut reportedly with miss like cut content are you gonna get that kyle no <laughs> no, no, no. I, I've seen. Can I send you a review copy? I mean, if you want to give me one, sure. <laughs> you just you just have to do another review that makes you miserable. It's like Beyond Two Souls. That would actually be kind of. I think See, I'll the, do the, it. Potent, the potential for this game would be hilarious. Would I, th- be. I think I should. Though. I'll look into it. <laughs> but you're gonna get a re- review copy for Kyle. Just <laughs> Although, for like I said, when I played it at PAX, the controls were so awful, so fucking, or the the QTE esque things that just like well, masked QTEs were fucking. You know what horrendous. I, I mean? It's the same in all that guy's games. In Nigo Except Proxy, for, wait, there was a lot of uh, quick time events. But but heavy rain, same thing. Yes, but in this game they don't put a button prompt. So like I explained this in my preview that like okay, the, one of the the demos that I did at PAX last year was she's like doing martial arts training and she's fighting this guy and you have to say you're they're just like sparring um mm-hmm. and if he throws a, a left punch at you, you have to like hit the left analog back to try and dodge. But, like, you just kind of have to assume that. Because I was thinking, like, mm-hmm. what, what if I was Ellen Page and I wanted to duck under the punch, not duck back? Like, you just have to make assumptions like that. And there's only one thing you can do. And I hate so it. So no, there's, no, there's no sort of button that flashes on the no, screen. it's very vague, yeah. So. The story sounds terrible. Okay. 
I guess what I the mean, fuck. I don't like quick time events, but I at least kn- like to know what I'm supposed to push to move forward in in the correct manner. First, I was really emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. Mm. You know what? The only game I've really liked of uh, Debbie Cage's is I I I did like Indigo Prophecy, and I think maybe I really liked it because it was on PS2. And I didn't mind the quick time events. I did not play through Heavy Rain. I got really annoyed by the controls, so I ended up just watching um, a Let's Player do it on mm. YouTube. Um, but it's like, it seems to me that all he wants to do is, is tell a story, which is fine, except he should just really make a movie if that's what he wants to do. It's it probably always much seems harder. Really, I actually... It's not so much. Honestly, I could say that about Kojima because Kojima recently said on Twitter that he likes to think of his. This is the most pretentious fucking thing I ever heard. Like, you know, Kojima. Like, you know, I like a lot of your games, but dude, like, he said that him making games is like making an indie film. He likes to think of himself as an indie filmmaker. I'm like, no, shut he the needs, fuck up. He needs to try making an indie film. Make a movie then. You know, like that's something a coward says. Like if you if you want to be an indie filmmaker, go make an indie film. Don't don't make a triple A video game about, about like guys in the desert and you're like snipe or stripper snipers and say, oh yeah, I'm an indie filmmaker. Like shut up. Um, like, but I feel anyways. like him and David Cage have a lot in common then because apparently Kojima makes he... game, good games. Though is the thing, he makes really good games. Whereas Kujima, I don't know, they seem like more like. Cutscenes. But it still has better. great gameplay. That's the it's, thing. Really? It's, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't really say I haven't really played Metal Gear Solid the series. Metal Gear has Metal Gear Solid has long unbroken cutscenes, but there still is gameplay. David Cage. I mean, the thing. The, this is something interesting about David Cage is um, Telltale basically makes. He's the all exact about the emotions. The, Telltale basically makes the exact same game as David Cage. They really do. Um, there's QTEs. There's limited interaction. And you um, decide the path through your conversation. Yeah, basically, it's just that their their characterization and their writers are way better. Like I would even say, David Cage's games, at least Heavy Rain, um, were better in terms of uh, interactivity than Telltale's games. Because, I mean, all of the Telltale's games, they're like literally, it's like, yeah, you just click on something once in a while. I mean, that's a, that's not the best way to prove it. But like, there's not really any puzzles. They're not. Yeah, you're basically got, doing you the, the QT. The QTEs are basically the exact same thing every time in every game. You hit, like, say you're playing on a 360 controller, you hit A until, like, a little square is matched up, and then you hit X, and that's it. Uh-huh. Every single QTE is that. It's kind of an interesting point. It's, um, I think the biggest thing with David Cage is it's just... He, he starts out with good ideas. He's like George yeah, Lucas. Little, the, the little short films that they make, sort of, to gather buzz about the no next one, games are really no, excellent. I love that robot one they did recently before the Beyond Two Souls. You, you guys never, watched that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was, never has to rein him in is the problem. It's like he gets an idea. That's why like Indigo Prophecy starts out really compelling. And, like, and all it of becomes his- like a dog ate my homework and I filled it in with everything I can think of. It's like it's like the intern at the at, at hmm. uh at uh, Quantic Dream, like had like five drafts drafts of a script, five different scripts, and like he actually dropped all the pages on the floor. But he had to get there to the <laughs> office or the meeting in like five minutes, so he just started throwing them together, exactly. and that's how Heavy Rain got made. 
Heavy Rain's not as bad as uh, Indigo Prophecy for how crazy it gets. I, I really, I you know, it was really interesting when I was playing Indigo Prophecy. I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. And then it got right to the climax. I'm like, what did I just play? I should oh, probably old, get that on PC. Hobos, robots. I should some old, it's a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> some old lady, like everyone will tell you, like it kind of looks interesting. But don't bother. I'll tell you what the the, the you, story. You start off trying to hide a body right from the get go in a bathroom. Oh, I played it's the demo. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then the and then the, the old like it ends up being about an old lady who's really like the leader of a cyborg race that brings upon. No, winter. it depends on the. On I know, the... but it's still terrible. <laughs> That's what yeah. I. Mean. And, and the hobos are working against her to 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 save the indigo children, and ugh. it it just gets so bizarre. But it what had a great start to it. I guess that's what I focus on when I think about it. But man, was that ending fucked up. And man, did it get weird. <laughs> Especially that zombie sex scene. Oh my god. That was, that was actually funny. Um, that sounds bad. It, one, one, the worst part of that game was the fucking basketball game. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I was just like, why am I doing or this? You, or, or when you had to play the guitar for the ex-girlfriend. Ugh. <laughs> God. I also hated the game over screens because I remember there was one really annoying QT and I was playing because you play as three characters. You play as yeah. a white guy, a black guy, and a girl. A white girl. You play, and You play the two detectives and the main protagonist guy. And and then the girl, she was like, I kept failing. I was playing as her and I kept dying at this one fucking point. I don't even remember what it was, but the, whenever you die, it was like, it was like, and that was my story. I never figured out what happened in the end. And mm-hmm. I heard her say that like, like, Four, like 13 times i'm like oh shut up i think i remember that spot i think i did the same thing anyways cj you need to you need to stream that game hey, if i see it on the steam sale or green man I gaming on, sale whatever. i don't think it's on steam, steam because it's no. ps2 it's on green man i think one of those one of those really? uh, external oh. sites yeah um he, he had another game that was on dreamcast and pc that's on steam um it had David Bowie in it because he tried to brag about how, like, I never get starstruck because I worked with David Bowie. <laughs> what was it called? What I, game was that? And then I, I don't remember what it's called. I don't remember what it's called. That's what he said because he because someone asked him what's it like working with all these big stars on Beyond Two Souls. Do you ever get starstruck? And he said, I work with David Bowie, and like he's just like like flexing. Matter of factly. And he's like, so I never I never get starstruck. Oh, Anyways, God. enough David Cage, please. Yeah. So that no might come emotions. out. Might come out. Pick it up if you want. This game, it is incredibly, incredibly cute. I hope it gets funded, but it's probably not going to because it's only at eleven thousand out of its forty thousand dollar goal on Kickstarter. It's called the Bulb Boy. It's a side-scrolling little cute game where you play as a kid with a head that lights up and basically lights up lights up his environments, and you have to solve puzzles using electricity and all these little things. It's really, really cute. I hope it gets made, but I don't think it will. As a demo available, um, it looks good. It's got a lot of uh, accolades and stuff like that. Sadly, it didn't get on the Kickstarter train. It should have been about fucking potato salad, I guess. <laughs> Maybe then it would have been... Did you guys... Wait, about that potato salad one, did you guys hear that one person donated uh, $10,000 just in... Idiot. No, just in hopes that the press would contact him and then took it back? When they didn't, after a couple days. <laughs> That's so yeah, sad. They did happened. it. They did it for their own vanity. And when the press didn't pick up on it, 
and they just took it back, took back the money. That's so stupid. What I wish I had $10,000 just <laughs> to give to some stupid Kickstarter for my vanity. Ugh. Ugh. What a pointless thing, but I, I doubt it's not going to make the goal, but check out Bull Boy. Maybe it'll come back after this Kickstarter. I mean, it looks really nice. I played the demo. I enjoyed it. Uh, here's another thing. From Software is working hard to release Bloodborne in 2015. Don't know if they actually do it. But it'd be cool if they did. Bloodborne being the next game from um, from Software, the Dark Souls guys. I don't know much about the game. Kyle, you know know more than I do. But uh, so much to say. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. There's not much to say. Just move on. Yeah, we have a video preview from um, Zach on our channel. Go check that out. He talks about his impressions. And we have some alien news because. Weird things happened, and pre-order DLC was announced for Alien Isolation. And, and it, it was of the um, characters from the movie. Yep. It brings back most of the cast, like almost entirely, except for one person, Ian Holmes. Ian Holmes is the only one. Did he say no, or is he dead? I don't know. He said no, he's not dead. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> so even Sigourney Weaver's back, and she's going to reprise her role as Ellen Ripley for the two pre-order-only chapters you can get. One of those so, chapters. So you are you going to pre-order? No. No. One of the chapters they'll, is they'll also, make it they'll make it available later. Yeah, they will. But if you want the How really do you cool know? One, you need to pre order to make sure you got it. No. There's no way they're gonna spend that much money making this and just make it exclusive to just people who bought it early. It'll be on the stores afterwards, guaranteed. But my thing is that if you really want the good mission, which is gonna be um, Ripley's like escape and the countdown sequence, you're going to have to get it from GameStop. So, pre-order to GameStop if you really like pre-ordering and you want both uh, uh, prequel content packs. But it's interesting. It's cool they got Sigourney Weaver back. I'm not sure why she has duck face now, but whatever. Let's look at her. She's doing a duck face. Ugh. Yeah, she is. Well... Yeah. Um, Hum, that uh, indie horror game with featuring aliens instead of supernatural creatures like ghosts and stuff, uh, has a new trailer. It looks pretty good. Um, I have some hopes for this since it's a different type of horror it's post uh, alien invasion earth and you have to evade them because they're still looking around for humans it looks cool it's called the hum I guess that's supposed to be the sound of the ship nearby uh, we reviewed Claire a side scrolling horror game the likes of um, Lone Survivor which is supposedly also heavily inspired by Silent Hill we gave it a 5 out of 10. Casper didn't really enjoy it that much. He did say that a lot of the bugs with the game that gave him issues have been patched, though. And that might, if the game does get patched significantly, then he'll actually probably consider it for what his were, game of the year. What were some of the bugs that caused him not to enjoy his experience? I think how enemies moved. Um, something with pausing. Let's see. Just a couple of like, nuisances that piled up, he said. Uh, like, Small, he says, small fixable issues that can make a potentially great game with an enthralling story, such as such a bother to play. But he thinks the game could be game of the year material if it's just patched and fixed a bit. Which started. Any word if it's going to be patched? Or? Oh yeah, a few patches have come out already, which is begs the question: Why release the game with bugs if you're going to patch it like a few days later? Just wait, delay your release. But well, there you go. It's a it's a tricky thing releasing games ahead of time. 
It seems like a lot of people end up releasing their games early because they're worried about losing the potential audience, I guess. And I guess maybe this independent developer was just worried that if they were late to, 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 to fix the bugs that they wouldn't... I don't know. I, I would think that people would wait to release a game not full of bugs that they could be proud of, but... You know, I work in the tech industry. Well, I, I'm a graphic designer, and we make uh, computer components. And I've seen us rush out products a lot of times just because we had a deadline to meet. And mm-hmm. it could have been better, and we didn't want to make the time to make sure it was perfect. Instead, we just wanted to fix the problems when they came back, you know. So I could see... Yeah, I guess game developers thinking the same same way. They're just worried about the bottom line at the time. If they're late, that they would lose customers. Yeah, um, and the bad thing about that is that we review the game that we get, not the game that it's going to be. So. Yeah. But I mean, if it does get it, better, we'll definitely well, say well, so. Will you guys review it when? Um, I guess the. We won't, version comes, comes we out. won't do a formal re-review. We'll just say that, hey, the game got a lot better in some form. Oh. But not change the score or anything like that. Um, jumping ahead a little bit, that PS Move game, that's probably not a PlayStation Move game anymore, um, Until Dawn, is mm-hmm. uh, apparently not dead. Sony has uh, refiled the trademark. I don't know if you remember that, but it was supposed to be like a teen slasher horror game. That was move exclusive. Then they said, no, it's not move exclusive anymore, and then it just disappeared. That thing's just gone. They should abandon it. They're probably going to make it Morpheus, a Morpheus game. I mean, that is a good idea, actually. It might. Yeah, I mean, same thing with <laughs> The Last Guardian. It'll be Morpheus as well. It'll be the most visually stimulating game ever made. Uh, let's see here. The Last of Us Remastered comes out in a few days. And we have some details. Are you, are you no. going to re-review it? Oh, yeah. Kyle's going to put his two cents down on the port. Wait, what? Oh, Last of Us? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, Diablo. Mm. <laughs> Just, uh... You forced me to play the last two. Fuck you. <laughs> if you haven't heard, it's going to include 30 FPS options. So you can limit the frame rate to the original. If that's something you like doing, if you want to claim it's more cinematic, go ahead. Wait, will... what would be the point of that unless your machine couldn't handle... The sixty frames. They said it's just to give player the choice. Players the choice. They said. They said people. Okay. People said that people from not people were freaking out at first, saying, "Oh, maybe it's not. Maybe they couldn't cap it at sixty, um, because they could, the port wasn't. I don't know. They couldn't. They couldn't do it. Who knows? Some sort of technical issue. But uh, some people from Naughty Dog said it was only there because some people said they wanted to look quote cinematic and what they mean is because movies are only in 24 frames yeah. and I guess some some people which is still horseshit for a video game um, 60 frames is objectively better in, it's not even a, an opinion it looks it, it is better controlled <laughs> it's, you know for, for a movie it looks weird um, like but yeah for video games that makes no sense you actually have better levels of control. You know, it's funny. Why why don't they do that sort of thing for movies then? If that's, that's the just, case. What sixty? Yeah. Well, I was just saying, if all movies are in twenty four frames, and they they have tried to do it with movies. The first Hobbit movie was in sixty frame or yeah, was in forty eight, and it looked like a soap opera. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it that that doesn't work for film. 
it just looks weird. It ends up looking like. But it's funny. Too- Why would it work for video games then? Because in video games, you video games are you're manipulating a three D space or you're interacting with it, and literally it gives you better levels of control. Like your controls are more fluid. Um, it's why fighting games are always sixty frames per second or more. It's why any competitive game is always, uh, you know, always has to be at least sixty because if it wants to be taken seriously, because you need that level of control, you need that higher level. You know, of I, got, I, I gotta say, guys, I feel like such a noob because I don't notice the difference. <laughs> you could be one of those people that just legitimately don't notice it. I have seen people say that. Hmm. You might need a side by side. Uh, gift to get it in your Maybe. head. Yeah, I I don't notice the difference between the two. Console but it could it could it could be just because I've been playing the thirty frames and um I don't know I I, I don't play like on a a monster PC or anything like that I I play on the console and those are usually restricted to thirty frames so hmm well but I've seen video and I'm like I don't. I don't see the difference. Um, but now YouTube is sixty is allowing sixty frames per second upload. Yep. So now every single kid can make a comparison, calling the X bone crap or whatever. <laughs> blah blah blah. That same junk. But um, the PS4 version of The Last of Us will also include a like photography mode, so you can take your camera around the game and just that's... not like physically as the character, and you just float around and take pictures of things happening. <laughs> I think that's cool. You can take screenshots and stuff, right? Yeah. Like uh, Infamous has. So that gives the potential for uh, some pretty cool scenes because that game is very depressing and dark and you it know, is, it's some good um, stuff going on. It had a really good story and I gotta say the environments were really beautiful and mm-hmm. it's cool to have the option to take photos. Yep. So I like take pictures of giraffes. Let's see. I also sent you a GIF of 30 side by side. 60? Yeah, I see this, and I'm not seeing a difference. <laughs> Just keep staring at it. It's I, I am. I'm staring at it. Stare at that. Okay. Well, let's yeah. just let's move on. Like we're just it's dead silence. It's not good. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll disagree that Whitney cannot tell the difference between thirty and sixty frames per second. Yep, we had a big announcement this week. Did you guys see it? No. It involves. Japanese schoolgirls being afraid of things. What is it? Fatal Frame 5. Oh, yep. You really you had to make that sound as dirty as possible, didn't you? What? A lot of Japanese horror games about schoolgirls being terrified. Announced you, for you the know, Wii U. You know what you were doing. I don't know what so, I was doing. So, CJ, yes. will yep. you get a Wii U for this no. game? No. Probably not going to get localized. It has to get localized first, which, which is not likely. Or maybe it is likely if Nintendo's like, hey, our console could use all the games seriously, it can get. Seriously, fuck Nintendo when it comes to Fatal Frame. Fuck them. They you mean the Nintendo for some reason. When like it, it actually like pisses me off. Like apparently, like Fatal Frame Four was like amazing, and they just didn't bring it over because oh, we're Nintendo. No, we we make tablet controllers that are like the worst tablets you've ever seen. I'm joke. I'm being cynical. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna buy a Wii U at some point, and this looks amazing. And this is horseshit, absolute horseshit. If this doesn't come over, I'm gonna write a fucking article as to why this should come over. Because there's no reason not to. Like, what do you what do you what you you, you have no games on your platforms right now, Nintendo. <laughs> you yeah. need all the help you can get. Exactly. They have no reason to go. No, no. Let's just keep this in one country. It, that'd be no, idiotic. Although, okay. It, sorry. It, it just really gets to me because it's like, just, why not? 
why not? Like, well, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to cost lots of money to localize. They're just being assholes. Well, they also... Well, the thing is, they are going to... It seems like they're broadening the brand, the Fatal Fame brand. They're doing a Japanese movie, a manga, and apparently an English-speaking movie, like just a Hollywood movie. So yeah. maybe it will come here. Maybe they're going to do a big comeback for Fatal Frame and try to actually mm-hmm. support it. Maybe yeah, they'll even do a Wii U re-release of um, 2 HD and 4. Okay, if they did do that, would you actually get a Wii U? Not just for Fatal Frame, no. I haven't even finished 2. All I own is 2. I'm not a fan fan. I have to actually finish one of them. Oh, okay, we're not alone. I, I did not like Fatal Frame at all. I like I like Fatal Frame. Yeah, so... Uh, this one looks great. The graphics look great and everything. It's supposed to be out really soon, isn't it? Um, not sure the release yeah, date. Uh, it'll be releasing on Wii U on September 27th. What? Whoa. Yeah. That's so soon. It's like, hey, revealed two months later, out? Wow. Mm, that's sometimes cool. that happens. Uh, apparently the game has a focus on water, and there is... I have a, uh, I have a tendency to get riled up about Nintendo, just because things like that drive me fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, you gotta admit, at least in Nintendo, when they do put out games, they're quality games. Not a lot of issues with the games that they do put out. That's true. They you do, know, yeah, if, you're buying, if you're buying a Nintendo game, you're gonna get quality. Nintendo's seal of quality. Well, mm-hmm. not necessarily. Um, Wii Music was a giant piece of shit. <laughs> I forgot that existed. Holy shit. That was, yeah. that was a horrible E3. Oh my god. That was a great E3. The, the disaster <laughs> ones are my favorite. Nothing will ever top Konami 2010. <laughs> God. The best con- Ten- con- oh, wait, was it? Uh, One Ten- million two. troops. Wow. That- yeah, that, that was it. Yeah, that was yeah. it. One million troops. The other good ones were Sony 2006 and Nintendo 2008. Those were my favorite ones. Yeah. Sony 2006 was a 599 US dollars for the PS3. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo 2008 was like when they had that like the like soccer mom I can't remember her name and she was like blah 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 puppies are cute blah 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 and like no one knew what she was talking about and then they had like here's a professional drummer and he's playing Wii music oh and he's God. just like flailing his arms around and looks so fucking funny oh that boy was a disaster but anyways yeah I don't I don't hate Nintendo I'm gonna buy a Wii U I actually would get one now if if there was another price drop but I really want this How to come over. How much is it now? It's three hundred dollars for oh. like a Zelda bundle, which I think is still too much considering you could get a PS4 for a hundred dollars more. Hmm. Well, I just think it's too expensive. The only reason I got a Wii was because Silent Hill was on on it. So the only reason I get a Wii U is if Silent Hill became. You said Wii U twice, but I know what you mean. Uh, sorry, Wii. <laughs> the only reason I got a Wii was because Silent Hill Strider Memory. <laughs> I was gonna I say, a... like, you, you must be really dissatisfied with your Wii. <laughs> the only reason I get a Wii U is if Sun Hill was on there. I think I'd well, still probably just be like, oh, oh, oh. I don't what know. If there, what if there was Shattered Memories HD? No. I have a I have a computer for that. What if Age? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that works. I I do love Shattered Memories, but I would not buy a Wii U just to play the HD version of it. Considering what how Konami handles their HD collections? No. What if it was y- you were just in the game suddenly? Yeah, what oh, if you were the main character? If I was in the game? What if you were Dahlia? Yes. No, no, you, no, they replaced Dahlia's model with you. Oh. So you just do weird things. No, 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 no. You were just in the game. It was just you, just for some reason. I called this Whitney. <laughs> Whitney uh, edition. I, I, <laughs> I was so, Harry. I the was Whitney Harry you. Mason looking for Cheryl. 
Nintendo should just make the Whitney U, and just every game has U. Silent Silent Hill Shattered Memories, the Whitney Within. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone would buy that except me and maybe my mom. (laughs) That'd actually be hilarious. They should do that. Actually, no, I think my sister would probably buy it, but yeah. (laughs) My my immediate family will buy this game. (laughs) It's like, congratulations, sweetie. No you one made else will want to buy, buy a game with my image in it. What the Everyone fuck? who listens to this podcast will buy it. Just no, buy won't. it that we, Whitney, you. CJ, CJ, you are the star of this podcast. I'm uh, the star, man. They will buy it and go, oh my god, I'm playing as Whitney, finally. CJ, you're, you're already in a game. You're already I know. in a you're in, you're in a, a AAA title game, The Evil Within. Which better be good, because they'll be pissed if it sucks. I hate that I'm in Resident Evil 6. God, that's the best <laughs> thing ever. That was like one of the best moments on stream ever. Just like Chris's new partner, and you're like, "It's you!" And <laughs> laughing, fuck sakes. Oh god, I hate to admit it because it actually did look like me. It really too. does. <clears throat> but enough of Fatal Frame and Whitney Hughes. Localize. Send your energy for the localized spirit bomb. I yes. am right now. Or just I don't know. Petitions don't really work, but do something that gets their attention. I'm gonna on. write an article. Oh, that reminds I do me. It. Someone uh, posted a petition on. My Silent Hill Historical Society Facebook about uh, resurrecting Silent Hill. So I want, I want to laugh for five straight minutes, but <laughs> I feel like we're strapped for time. So I'm gonna talk okay. about Silent Hill. God, I'm talk about Doom because um the new Doom game was showed off at QuakeCon. Uh, it's just called Doom, not Doom Four. Mm-hmm. Just called Doom, and apparently it goes back to its roots. It's going to be ridiculously gory, kind of fast-paced, lots of violence and beating people up with limbs and melee. And Bethesda released a video, not of the game, because, yeah, at least the video of people who saw the um, the reveal, and they were extremely excited. People were talking about goosebumps, they were, like, shaking, peeing their pants. Shaking? <laughs> yeah, apparently the Doom reveal was fucking amazing, and that's cool. That's cool. We just gotta wait until the public can see it, because, I don't know. It looks like people liked it. What do you think about it going back to its roots instead of being kind of like three, which was slow and you know? I think it's the best thing that can happen. Like, remember, look how fun Wolfenstein was when it was Mm -hmm. more like an old school shooter. Mm -hmm. Um, I miss old school shooters. I still think Doom One plays better than most shooters today. I mean, some I know some people won't like that, but like especially with the brutal Doom mod, it's like that does legitimately plays better than most shooters today. It has better controls, it has actual interesting level design, secrets, uh, multiple ways to go through a level. Um, I'm talking about how a lot of modern shooters are like here's a tunnel that you go down, here's a corridor you go down and you just <laughs> press forward. But um I was one of the people that <laughs> I guess I said that like I was in the the minority. I was one of the people that really disliked Doom Three. Um, when I replayed it, I was like, "Why did I enjoy this? This was really boring." Well, I was remember I was playing it with you and Andrea on stream last fall, and I think I played it for two hours, and by the end, I was like, "This is just as bad as I remember." <laughs> it's it um, doesn't age well. It's just not fun. I didn't like it when it came out either. It's just, it's so... I mean, it's kind of cool that they that they tried to make it like a survival horror game, but it was like the worst kind of survival horror. Yeah, monster closets. Like, you just get overrun with uh, enemies. It, it wasn't fun. 
it was very like I would much rather have Doom just be really fun gameplay. I don't care about story. I don't care about yeah. listening to audio logs. I mean, it's a ridiculous story, anyways. A bunch of scientists open a portal in it on Mars, and it leads to hell. <laughs> um, it's so absurd, but it. Um, I think it would be great if it's if it's really fast paced and fun. Because no, there's not there's not enough goofy shooters. There needs to be more shooters that are goofy. There's too many of them that take themselves way too seriously. Yeah, agreed. And um, let's see. I think that's about it. I mean, other aside for some sale, some things got some updates. Um, yep, Evil Within releases one week earlier, so that's about which, it for which the. Which we learned was not in August because yes. we sucks. In October. No. <laughs> so we'll move on to questions here. There we go. Found it. Hi. Wow, we actually have quite a few. Yeah, that's what happens yeah. when you have three weeks. All huh. right, so starting with Andy. Obviously, you guys know what's been happening to Capcom lately. Well, not really. But do you think Resident Evil will ever get back on track? In fact, ever back on track? Are you looking at the oldest? I'm looking at the one with your face on it. No, I'm looking at sort by newest, oldest. newest, newest. This is Andy. He's just asking oh. if we think Resident Evil will ever okay, go back on track. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm just, I was looking at oldest first, so I was confused. Okay, so newest first, all right. <laughs> so, do we think Resident Evil is ever going to get back on track? I think we answered this several times in the past, but just in case if Andy is a new listener, I don't know. Capcom might be having trouble, so who knows what they're going to do. I would ideally like for them to go back to the roots, but they seem like they don't believe don't the roots will. work. Yeah. They uh, seem the thing... to be under the impression that Resident Evil will be popular and be successful if it does everything but be what Resident Evil was back in 1996. So I I don't see them going back to the roots. I was I was talking about someone about this last night and how Capcom used to be like a big deal in the 90s and the early 2000s where. Mm-hmm. All the way that it was like, whoa! When the Capcom logo came up, you're like, whoa! I'm gonna play a Capcom game. And like when I think about it, it's like, man, if you think about the IPs that they made, they've made some of the biggest, most legendary IPs ever: Street Fighter, Mega Man, Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, and they've had some of the most talented developers ever: Hideki Kamiya. Um, Oh my god, um, what's his name? Resident Evil guy. Say Shinji Mikami. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, 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 Inafune, they've had so many big legendary names. The Clover Studios, that um, that was like, you could make an argument that that was like the most talented game development studio in the world. Um, yeah, they, they, had a lot of big, they had a lot of big names. It was Capcom's all-star team, basically. Yeah. And basically... Because like a lot of those guys, um, um, all th- the three I just mentioned, they all like Capcom. They all, they all like their IPs. And a lot of them are very sad about what's happened to Capcom. What's happened to Capcom is the business side has, which is a bunch of business suits that have no idea anything about video games. Old men controlling everything yet again, and they're telling the creative side, "This is what you need to do." I think I think Jim did a, a video about this about how suits they the only games they're familiar with are like maybe not so much in Japan but they're only familiar with Call of Duty and mm-hmm. then mobile games and they're like you have yeah. to be like this and and that's why they said you know Resident Evil needs to be like Call of Duty and you know cuz cuz you know like we always say the thing about something like Call of Duty like I I've said this before but 
the thing about something like a Call of Duty or a World of Warcraft or a League of Legends, these just monolithic IPs that are just so popular. Um, like League of Legends has 26 million people a day playing it. Seriously? I didn't know it was that yes. big. Yes. It's act a Whoa. day. Yeah. Um, that's way bigger than anything else because that's why there's so many MOBAs being made now because they want to take that slice. Um, but anyways... Um, Things like that are kind of like a case of right place, right time. And you can't really, you can't just steal an audience. It's kind of like the idea if it, this doesn't really happen in movies, but it's kind of like the idea if a movie studio is like, we're going to steal Star Wars' uh, audience. We're just going to well, do it. If you think about it, no, it's already kind of happened with certain genres of movies that become really popular. As soon as one yeah. sort of genre is popular, all of a sudden afterwards we have Bam, 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 the same sort of uh, genre, especially the uh, found footage. Mm-hmm. Or, um, well, there, there's always attempts to cash in, but video games are very, like, like Capcom said, we want the Call of Duty audience. We want the Call of Duty numbers. And the thing is, you, you can't... Steal those. You can't. You can't steal it, and what they do when they do that is they push away the audience they did have from the get-go. Yeah. Because that's not what the audience from the get-go that they want. What infuriates me is that these studios don't seem to realize that what they have is good. Mm-hmm. If they just continue putting out that good content, especially like survival horror, it's like it seems like they don't think it could, it could stand on its own. It has it has to have multiplayer. It has to have uh, the the indie first person. No, it was doing well, but. They don't have confidence in it. And maybe if they had confidence in their IPs and just continued doing what they're doing, they'd find their audience but, increasing. Yeah. But they, the just, thing is, like, they want the quick buck, and that's the, not going to happen. The creative side of Capcom, like I said, the only big name they have left is uh, uh, Ono. Oh, and Which, by the way, when I was at Evo last week, I met him, and he's adorable. Um, <laughs> oh, really, did you get a picture so- with him? Yeah, we did. I'll send it to you. Um, awesome. It was me and my friend Armada. But just as a quick aside, we were having coffee the morning after Evo on Monday morning, and he was running. He was like walking by really quick, and then mm-hmm. my buddy, my buddy Armada, was like, "He's like, goodbye, oh no!" And he's like, "Bye, I love you." <laughs> you just said that. <laughs> he was really, really cool. He reminds and, me of Swery. Swery says, "I love you, to everybody." <laughs> but oh, Ono was like their their last big name that they have at Capcom and um, a couple years ago they like because they're so vicious to their creative side like they worked him to the point where he had to check into the hospital for stress and and uh, and 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 horrible heart problems and when he was out of the hospital he got uh, uh, emails from them already of them already booking appointments for him it's like he just about had a heart attack they are awful to their staff seriously they are awful. They are like it. it they honestly, sound like it, EA. They're they're not as bad as EA. EA has like EA milks their games and is terrible anti-consumer, but their employees love it. I no, have no, friends, no, 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 no. They don't because my, my, I know my, employees. My I know employees too. My one friend. Well, I guess it's, it depends then because my I my guess one it friend said he what, uh, what uh, section they're in. But I've known people who worked for EA and mm. they hated it and they hated EA. And haven't you seen the articles about EA wives who never see? Is that a new show on uh, TV? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> the real EA wives. <laughs> 
But they they overwork their employees and they don't give a fuck about their personal lives or anything like that. Um, and they get sick. I think that could be said for a lot of game developers, though. Like, crunch time is notorious for that. Yeah. But just to bring it back, okay, fair enough. My one buddy really liked working at EA, but, you know, who's? it's all different. But which EA know. did you work at, though? I don't really want to say, okay. <laughs> but okay. uh, not on the podcast. But um, what was I going to say? That is he, adorable. But yeah, he was pretty great. Um, he brings that Blanca with him everywhere. Um, Seriously? <laughs> yeah, he always has that Blanca toy. But It's so cute. But yeah, Capcom just, I mean, Capcom is just... They have no, they have no proper leadership at this point. It would be better for them if someone bought them and restructured the company. Because okay, what? Who would you want to buy them though? Well, it's hard to know. It could be like I don't want it to... before. It could be a faceless company that just throws money at them. It could be like a a, a conglomerate like that you've never heard of. Because I really doubt someone like Nintendo or Sony would buy them. Um, I don't want them to either. I, I would think that a big name. Gaming company would. I mean, you have to inherit all of their debt, though, is the big thing. That's true. That's true. Could you imagine if Nintendo bought them? (laughs) The uh, just the IPs alone. I don't. The thing is, the thing is, I don't really think it would be good if if a company like that were to own them because I think that they should maintain their independence to a degree. Well, um, but I, cause, cause know, I don't think companies do, do take on other companies. Sometimes they do let them do their own thing. I mean, uh, speaking from my own experience, my company that I worked for was bought out by a large company, Toshiba. And they've pretty much just said we are are still our own company and continue doing what we're doing and they haven't changed anything so far so maybe someone like uh, Nintendo could buy out Konami uh, not Konami, Capcom Konami's on my mind apparently, but Capcom and let them do their own thing they don't have to necessarily take over the minute things that Capcom does day to day they could still be Capcom just with the cash flow, with the cash flow this time. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I don't, I don't feel that strongly about it one way or another at this point. It's a Has shame. Has anyone made an attempt to buy them out yet? Not publicly, yes. as far as I know. But uh, I think that pretty much answers Andy's question, not specifically about Resident Evil, but what Capcom is going to be like in the future and what potentially can happen with them. I don't know, hope for the best because they do have some great IPs. That'd be nice to see great again. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, uh, jumping to Frank Margerella's, uh Oh, he question. has like two. He does have two, so I'm going to start with the one that's a little farther down. Uh, he's asking you, Whitney, first. Uh, mm-hmm. Whitney, yes, I absolutely loved it when you guys read that Pony Twitter fanfiction. <laughs> I think you're the only one Frank, <laughs> really. <laughs> he says his girlfriend and him read it a week before the show. And they were really. How did, how did they find it? I don't know. Probably, it was, I, was, I think it was just going on the internet. It was. It probably was okay. through the. Because uh, I found it through you. <laughs> yeah, and I found it yeah. through Thomas Turong, who probably saw it from the same place Frank Margarella did. Mm. Uh, so first question: What movies do you guys? Still playing. 
what movies do you think should be made into horror games? Bonus points for using non-horror movies. I think The Grey would be an amazing survival of horror. Oh, The Grey would be pretty cool. Yeah, there is a game coming out, The Long Night or something like that. No, that's uh, the wrong one. Okay, horror movies that should be made into games. Uh, something you know psychological, be, please. You know what would be pretty fun would be The Shining. I, I don't know how they would do Telltale's it. Telltale's The Shining. Actually, yeah, that there would be go. pretty good. That would, go. would be pretty good. Uh, Telltale Games doing The Shining. Um, you know, a lot of Stephen King novels would actually translate pretty mm-hmm. well into a game. Uh, what about, um, I guess it was made into a movie recently. I haven't watched it yet, but Odd Thomas, have you guys read those books? Nope. Okay, it's about this guy who can kind of see, like, ghosts and whatnot. I think that would be a good, um, good game. Uh, more popular... What about... Well, Blair Witch was already a game, wasn't it? Probably. But there's, there like there's a, enough a games dumb, like it. Slender is pretty PC much a derivative. Mm. Slender's close enough. Okay, what about something like Hard Friday Candy. 13th? Hard Candy was <laughs> not a game, CJ. I'm saying it could be a game. QTEs. Uh, no, no. No, I don't... I, no, it works Okay, how about a game like Maniac, where you are the sadistic horrible person Sarah Keller. and it's first person and it's really weird and you have to do all these terrible terrible things and well can you say that wasn't there a Dexter video game like for the iPhone or some shit it's not not the same not the same at all I mean wouldn't that pretty much kind of be the same thing though you're, no. you're playing Sierra Killer trying far, to far different characters okay okay let's think let's think classic what's some classic <laughs> horror movies you think Psycho by Telltale Games. <laughs> okay, okay. You can't just keep saying Telltale Games. I know that's a good. But it's way the easiest to... to translate something cinematic into a just Telltale game. Well, okay, okay. L- let's try to think outside of just choosing a correct dialogue path and or clicking the right spot. What horror movie would make a good survival horror type video games where you have to rely on just your Ability to navigate and collect items. Uh, what would be a good game? Well, I think The Grey was a good example because it's not traditional horror and it's also you have to survive in this landscape. Mm-hmm. And the, the immediate threat are wolves and there's a lot of things around you that could be used as game mechanics like sound. Yeah, but that fire. movie isn't really a horror movie. No, but you said bonus points for not using horror movies. If you come up with an idea, uh, bring it up and I'll just jump to his next question. Okay, sorry, Frank. Uh, Frank also asks that um, he states that he he's interested in the Silent Hill games, but he's never actually played them, and he uh, he's asking if he counts as a fan. Of course. And what do we think of him as a fan who does not no, does not play the I, games? I think you're a fan. Um, my sister actually is the same as you, Frank. I mean, yep. she doesn't play the games. What she's seen of it is what have I what I've played or what she's read online and. I I consider you you a fan. I don't think you have to play the Silent Hill games to be a fan. Yeah, like before I actually finished any of them, I was just heavily into reading about them. I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And then I had Silent Hill one, uh, got two, three, and just four, and then it all started for me just reading about the series. And then I got yeah. I mean, I know people who just read the the wikia and I get into the mythos. I mean, if you're just a fan of mythos. 
I I consider you a fan too. I mean, the gameplay is only a small portion in my mind. It's all about for at least for me, I'm more about the story, the the notes, the the overall arcing story, the mythos. I mean, if you know that, I think you're a fan. Heck, I mean, even if you just watch the movies, I still consider you a fan. Well, I guess lucky that, you said that, because he says he's on your side with the revelations. Oh, really? What does he say? What does he say? He's just on your side. He thinks it was fun. I did like Revelation. Um, I, I I did like the nods. It, it, I, I do agree with you, CJ. It, it was a pretty craptastic movie, but... Because I saw glimpses of the games I loved, I I loved that movie, and I, I did watch it eventually. Um, last October, I was in Boston with my extended family, and I put on that movie with my brother and my cousin. <laughs> they were like, just like, what the fuck, the entire time, but. Um, I, I did explain that it was nothing like games and whatnot, uh, but I, I still loved it, even with them. You're both monsters. What? Nothing, you're both monsters. Fuck you! <laughs> I'm not a monster. <laughs> I'm, I'm a better fan than you. We have another Silent Hill question from Ahmad. Um, oh, really? He says he's noticed that there's been a lot of Silent Hill fan films, good or bad. I say... Yeah, I've noticed that too. I say good, I mean... It shows support for the series. Uh, Konami seems to be endorsing the, one of the other ones now. They're like, oh yeah, that was really good. Let's talk about it on our blog. So whatever. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, I, like I, I see have to watch it, it. As, a, as a good thing. It's a way, considering that there's no, I guess, games coming out right now, the fact that the fandom is sort of just putting out their own content shows just how, how much of an impact the series has had. And Personally, I'm excited to see any sort of fan film. Even if it ends up being crappy, I'm still like, wow, you know what? This series inspired this one person to, to put their heart and soul into making this movie. You know, I'm gonna I'm going to give it do it justice and watch it, you know? It just makes me excited because it just shows me that the Silent Hill fandom is not dead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep, even if you don't like any of the fan films, that's whatever. It's still good that they're happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, next one by Noctis. Uh, which games are you playing this summer or revisiting? Personally, I'm revisiting Dead Space 2. Um, uh, I'm still playing a shit ton of Daisy. Kyle and I have been I, playing for a while this week. Last week as well. Yes, for mm. me, I'm, I've am i restarted Silent Hill 4, but I haven't gotten that far yet. Uh, but... Really, I need to finish my Deadly Premonition 100% walkthrough, so I recorded myself playing it, so I'll probably be seeing that game again through yeah. the last two months. So, yeah. Deadly Premonition, I guess, will be my game. PC? Uh, no, 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 no. I, uh, I started my 100% walkthrough, and I recorded myself playing on the Xbox 360, so... Okay. I'll be watching videos of myself playing and narrating pretty much what I do. All right. What about you, Kyle? Are you visiting any games this summer? Mm, no. Nothing. I, I haven't played playing... anything. What? So you playing Dark Souls too? Am I revisiting though? Yeah. Specific. Well, I are guess. you playing any new games? No. Uh, 
What me? Which reminds me, uh, have you used the images image I made of you and Kyle? Yeah. I, I have not used it. We haven't streamed uh, yet. Okay. We've been playing Daisy and just talking gossip, like just big mm-hmm. old bitches. I, yeah, I guess I was playing the Destiny Alpha. Is that revisiting though? No. Well, you if. If it's like Halo, because Bungie can't make any other games, ah, that joke. But no, it's not. Yeah, it's not. The gameplay is similar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has a Which second question. Good. Hmm? All right. Never mind. Um, what convinces you to buy a new console? And what would convince you to buy a PS4 or Xbox One? A, a lot okay. of games that I want. Yeah, pretty much the games on the console. I... I bought a Wii because Silent Hill Shattered Memories was on it. I bought an Xbox 360 pretty much because I knew whatever was on there was going to be on the PS3 and it had Assassin's Creed. So if it has a game I want to play, I will probably buy it. Um, I haven't bought a next-gen console yet. I have to be honest, if a Sun Hall game was announced for a particular next gen, I would probably buy it. What if it was announced for both? Which one would you get? If it was announced for both, I'd probably get a PS4 just because... Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like they have a better idea of what they want to do, which mm-hmm. is good. Xbox One has come... like They have come back. They have changed a lot of things that were kind of questionable and weird. I mean, I, I before it was against Xbox One because the whole it had to be online all the time. It had to be have the connect. I mean, I have a connect on my 360, but I got it as a birthday present. But I just did not like how they were presenting their next-gen console as being more like a a, a television it, it didn't seem like a game, ser- a, a game system from what I was watching. Uh, PS4, I, I'd be more comfortable getting that. Yep, same. So I, I'd probably get a PS4. All right. Next question by guest. I'm not sure. They kind of they said delete that question. I don't know why, but uh, I think it's a good <laughs> question. I, are you sure it's them or someone else? It is. I checked. Well, I don't know why they want me to delete it because it wasn't anything weird or bad, but I think it's a really good uh, question asking, what's the difference between horror and thriller? And I was thinking about it for a bit. And I think the difference between them is that thriller is more like you're on edge. There's tension. Whereas horror, you're on edge, but it's, it's due to dread. You're afraid of something happening. With I think thriller, that's you're good, worried. I think that's a good description. Because um, when a movie's categorized as a thriller, you don't... It's more about like, oh no, someone's chasing me. Someone's chasing me. I have to get away. Uh... <laughs> I think it's more like what's going to happen. Yeah. And with horror, again, I I don't watch a lot of horror because I don't like the gore, but um, it does seem to be more about the whole building up the suspense, the dread of what's going to come, which doesn't seem to be the thriller. Thriller seems to be more action-oriented. Yeah. And in horror, there's things that are meant to scare you, like visually and uh, audibly just like bah, or just some creepy sound something in there is intended to evoke fear whereas thriller is like what, 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 what's happening what's happening what's gonna happen what's gonna happen well they they made uh, the guest said uh, shadow memory could be could fall into the category of thriller because similar similarity between Hitchcock's the birds 
monster birds get chased when you run away. Between, uh, whereas Hitchcock Psycho could help you justify Silent Hill, the room's fertile. I don't know if I really agree with that uh, categorization of of Shattered Memories. Maybe because I really like it so much. I think there's a lot more underneath the whole Rasha chase sequences. There's a lot of um, drama and psychological issues with that. Shattered Memories seem to me more about the scariness of of someone's mind how how the mind can trick you into believing certain things are are happening and i didn't see it as a thriller i mean did you cj did you see um i could see if it wasn't just that comparison i could see why they'd call it a thriller because it was more of like what's happening what's going to happen it wasn't but I thought scary. like the main thing that scared people in survival horror was being defenseless and in Shattered Memories, yes, I know it was pretty obvious when the Rorschach's, uh chase was going to happen, but I was pretty much on edge, considering that I couldn't do anything really to defend myself except run. I wouldn't consider that a thriller, though. I think that was just not good horror. <laughs> Um, there's lots of that, in my opinion, anyways. I mean, they could do, it could still be horror, it just couldn't be effective horror. This mm. could not be. Uh, so diff- I, guess, different... I guess I would say, what would you consider horror, then? If Would you need to see more in terms uh, kind of... of bodily harm and whatnot? Or... No, 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 not at all. Uh, most of my, m- most of what I consider the best horror isn't gory like to me horror is anything that taps into real human fears um a lot of the time a lot of horror 90 i'd say 98 percent of horror movies are awful and completely pointless because they don't even they're supposed to be horror movies they're supposed to make you feel scared but they don't make you feel scared because they try and make you feel revulsion which is a totally different emotion i can wa- i can watch i can watch jackass and it's more effective than most horror movies at feeling revulsion that's right oh my god but um like i was thinking about that that um Maniac movie, and I guess it's more of a thriller. I guess technically it is, but Even it, it's it gory. Well, gore doesn't mean anything. I mean, Starship Troopers is gory. <laughs> um, it's more gore has nothing to do with it, nothing whatsoever. Um, it's about it's more because like it that movie was really unsettling and freaky. Um, there's a lot of a lot of thrillers feel like horror. They're very close family mm-hmm. um like i wouldn't necessarily call jacob's ladder horror either but it's more of a thriller i don't even think it's supposed to be horror um, i think i've already mentioned this but i didn't really like that movie no, uh, I, I am I a like terrible son <laughs> uh but um yeah it, it's honestly it's kind of a case-by-case basis like mm-hmm. i really i really can't because, like, technically a thriller could be, like, fucking, like, like, no country for old men can be a thriller. Or, or like, the Pelican Brief, uh, um, just where someone's chasing after you. I think there's a lot of movies, especially, that it kind of goes into both. It kind yeah. of takes elements of both, because, like I said, yeah, a lot of Coen Brother movies are thrillers. Um, when I tend, when I tend to think horror usually ends up being some sort of supernatural 
or a person who is so twisted that they aren't seen as human, having human emotions, like a serial killer or something like that. That that can be what they do to their victims could be considered horror. I mean, I get freaked out watching real crime uh, documentaries about some fucked up people who do horrible things to other people. Um, but thrillers, I tend to see as more action oriented. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Do you guys see it as that way? Or? I think what Kyle said makes a lot of sense. It's definitely a case by case basis. It's hard to categorize because a lot of things could fall under thriller. Is like just a born movie can be a thriller. Then you could yeah. also have like Jacob's Ladder, like he said. It's also could be a thriller. So it's like thriller is a very wide scope category, but like the very edge of it can lean against horror, and then there could be like a okay. line that's hard to well, distinguish. Let me let me put it this way: What would you categorize Sonhill to? That's a horror game. Yeah. That's a horror that, game. That's, that, one. that's a horror game? Yeah. Even though it wasn't very scary? It depends. Then, then again, it just depends on what you perceive as scary. What yeah. shocks you? What makes you afraid? Okay, okay. Yeah, that that's a case I thought it was really scary at one point. I mean, I've seen it a million times, so I don't anymore. But, like, yeah. you know, some people... What was that movie that a lot I, of people... I, I always thought that Silent Hill 4 was the scariest of the bunch. I think it's the most disturbing. But then again, there's a lot of things that I go, oh, that's a pretty good horror thing. But the thing, thing that, that got me, me that, that scared me was it it revolved around a serial killer. And maybe because that is a, I guess, a horror that you can sort of latch onto as being realistic. I mean, there's, there's real serial killers in the world. So I found that um more frightening than say the ghost of your <laughs> dead spouse calling you to this town to whatever I, I don't know I found I found Silent Hill 4 to be more of a horror game than I did did say Silent Hill 2 or even Silent Hill 3 or 1 I, I don't know I guess it all depends on your perception then Oh, you I mean, you could make an you could make an argument either way. Like I, I really just I don't even like thr- to think of thriller as a genre just just because of what CJ said. It's so it's so broad. It's so it's, yeah. It's so it almost always crosses into other things because like you could you could even say like Pulp Fiction is a thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could <laughs> actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's such a it's you kind of you could think of any sort of action movie that has some suspenseful moments as a thriller if you think about it yeah and yeah, that even goes into our own coverage like we I, cover I mean, horror even, and things even are like stuff like that that's not typically a horror things like the hunger games or or um the Running Man or whatnot could be considered a thriller. <laughs> the Running Man with Arnold. With Arnold. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> no, I saw that the other day. It was so come bad. On, guys. I love that, that movie. That was pretty creepy, though. I mean, thinking that they put these convicts in this situation where they have to fight for their lives, it's like Gladiator. That movie. That that movie's been ripped off so much, man. Like that whole concept. Oh yeah. There was, I mean, I don't know if the Hunger Games counts, but because uh, I've never seen it, but Most like people consider the Hunger Games a ripoff of Battle Royale. I don't, because if you read the books, you would notice it's nothing like Battle Royale. There's I'll a lot more political horse. stuff. 
All right. Anyway, I was thinking more that that Stone Cold movie that came out a few years ago, Condemned. It was like the exact same thing as uh, as uh, yeah, that was really bad as uh, Running Man. Mm. All right, so I think that was a really good question. You know, it's definitely a topic worth discussing. Um, reply in the post for the podcast and tell us what you think about our answers. Because that is yeah, something that's... Our, our answer probably sucked. No, I think we hit a lot that's of good fine. spots. Yeah, I think... Because, like, I've been thinking about this since I watched Maniac earlier today. Was that a horror movie? It it was really unsettling and fucked up, and parts of it were really, really creepy. But I don't even know if it was supposed to be horror, you know? For me, personally, horror is something that is um, a natural... It, it actually disturbs me on different levels like oh it it revulses me uh, though i don't watch a lot of horror that that scoring but it, it it is able to disturb me in its content um it's supernatural i guess in some degree uh like you can't stop it i guess it's like the would be the main aspect of it is 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 this 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 force that happens where you're kind of unable to stop it i I see that as horror you know but also when i think about it horror can also be in uh, day-to-day um conflicts like some people like a horror would be being attacked by a bear or <laughs> but you, you know what I mean. More, more like unsupernatural aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could could end up being being horror. I mean, someone breaking into your home and threatening you, or trying to kill you, or stalker. That that would be a horrific uh, experience. I guess my, my... It, it could be. It could depend on your, I guess, Definition. situation. I think yeah. my thing. My thing is, has it kind of has to be relatable. Like, like I said, I'm kind of a snob when it comes to this, but, um, like, like a lot of people think Jaws is really scary because they're really scared of drowning and things in the water, and then, like that's a really tangible human fear. Like, just being mm-hmm. in the water is scary. Um, you know, a lot of people were scared of Blair Witch because camping in the woods can be really scary. A lot of people were really scared of The Exorcist because they're afraid of the af- the unknown and the afterlife and the devil or whatever. Um, and it was all of those movies. I think are the best horror movies because the ones I mentioned because or some of them and they 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 seem to target a specific fear. Basically, basically, to me, a lot of horror movies are shit because, like, I mean, okay, the idea of Jason Voorhees is really scary, right? Like a giant <laughs> I, guy, like with a machete. But but I never the, found those ones deeply well, disturbing. Where the well, they're not. Thought they're of not. it was like I couldn't sleep at night. It was usually some something that tapped into a primeval fear that, like. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. But that's what I'm saying is like the idea of of Jason is scary if it was happening to you, but it's not relatable because it's like, especially in those movies, which I literally think slasher movies are the most, I'm just going to say this, most controversial thing I've ever said, are the most pointless movies ever. I think I I really dislike slasher movies because the whole point of it is you see, you see Freddy or Jason 
or Michael Myers. Um, now they didn't all start out this way, but the later sequels, anyways, this this that's what I should say. The later sequels and all of those long running slasher movies are so pointless because it's like you're sitting there waiting for Freddy to make a joke and then kill somebody. Like you're not scared because you don't. First of all, the characters are almost always horrible, absolutely deplorable, uh-huh. or annoying. And yeah, you're waiting. You're waiting for them like, to die. Like I remember, you don't like, like, I like said, them. Yeah, in this, in the like the most important, the most pointless thing is when they make an asshole character that you want to die immediately. Like, um, in the fifth Halloween movie, there was an abusive father, who, and it's like you're not going to be scared if Michael Myers is is going to kill him because you're not because the whole point is if you like the characters, it's scary because you don't want them to die. But if it's fucking like a guy that beats up his kids, like you want Michael Myers to like fucking impale him on a spike. Like it's so pointless to me. It's such a a waste of time. It's a well, waste of People see that as a way of uh, anticipation like, "Oh, you want this person to die. You're waiting for it. You're like, yeah. Jason, take care of him." But that's pointless to me because Jason is supposed to be scary, and he's not scary if he becomes like a vigilante. Um, which, that's true. Imagine if imagine if oh, that would actually be a great, a great like a, a great drama series like Jason <laughs> the New Leaf, and he starts killing. Bad True Detective people. season two, Jason and Freddy. Just <laughs> <laughs> kill them. But uh, yeah, that that's just my opinion. I know it's kind of. Uh, like uppity, but I, I just I just don't see the point because it's like I, if I want to watch a horror movie, I want to be scared, and if your whole point is to make me grossed out or to be like, yeah, Jason totally killed that guy, I just don't care. I mean, if you like that, that's fine because it's you know, and people are allowed to like whatever they want. It's just for me, that's how I feel about it. All right, I think we got that one <sighs> pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, last two questions, one by Misha. Why can't a Kickstarter for potato salad make forty thousand dollars and counting? But so many great game projects with new and interesting concepts fail to meet their similarly priced goals. My quick answer th- is people like I'm, jokes. Well, I think I, I kind of talked about this earlier. Is people saw that potato salad one and was like, oh, I can make a name for myself. And it's about their own vanity, so they donated to it. Or they just want to do it for, like the old saying, do it for the lulls. They want to have feel stupid and make a joke and that's them contributing to a joke and it's dumb it's stupid and but if you've looked there's been an increase of making stupid food products for money i saw one I... someone said i'll take all the money you give me and find a hole created by a rat and shove the money in a rat hole that had a few hundred dollars what someone will take the money they win on kickstarter and put it in rat holes like literal rat holes that's it it's uh, pe- people like the idea of supporting like dumb things being... People like the thought of being part of something that's a joke. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the main thing. They're like, yeah, I'm in on the joke. I put money in because it's so hilarious. Yeah. And it's much harder to convince someone, here's my really interesting game idea. It's slightly um, slightly uh, difficult to understand and quick reading, so please watch my video and get in a better idea of what I'm trying to convey and create. And someone who wants to just throw $20 at fucking potato salad is not going to read anything past. I'm making potato salad. Give me money. Exactly. They don't care. They don't. They, they're not in it for the statement, the art behind it. So they rather just do, contribute for a joke, and that's why they rather do that instead and of. They want to be interviewed by the press. Yeah. While they uh, contribute uh, stupid sums of money, like ten thousand dollars. Yep. And a lot of it is actually the right 
time and place and luck because there is a currently there's a uh, a cooler like a, a like a camping cooler we bring like you can put blending in it you can freeze stuff in it it's a really interesting huge device with all these functions and they had a kickstarter about a year ago where it bombed they were they needed fifty thousand dollars and they only made 20. the new kickstarter which went up this year is oh my god it's in the millions and all they asked for was like fifty dollars fifty thousand dollars sorry and it's all because of the timing how they worded it like how social networks picked it up the viral aspect about it there's a lot of luck involved and mm. some games just don't get that right amount of luck and placement and it's sad like bold boy i'd love to see bold boy picked up but it's not going to be probably a lot of things are just based on luck yep that's the quick answer you guys got anything else to add or should we go on to not thomas's question no that that is pretty much the answer all right, Thomas is essentially asking that uh, he wants Whit- uh, not Whit- well, Whitney's sister, Sarah, so Sarah to come back. Hey, Sarah, that's a hint for you to crash when I tell you I'm going to record a podcast. So just show up at my apartment. Yep, and give me a heart attack. <laughs> the second question is, what would be the ultimate survival horror game? Oh, there's so many things. Everyone has different preferences. Okay, ultimate so survival horror. Just. Mm. Just good all around. Just be a solid game with a solid story. Well, people say this all the time, is when you're defenseless and you sort of have to depend on your wits to survive um, or pretty much make a good... I guess it depends person to person, really. It, it's hard to describe the perfect anything because everyone has different ideals. So, um, I mean, just for anything, I, for any good games, just every aspect about it, I would like to be good. And I doubt the evil then will even reach that. I feel like it might actually fail in some regards. But you think it's just going to pander? It might, yeah, it might, because um, one question that we asked uh, Shinji Mikami D3 was, uh, do you prefer psychological and um, psychological horror versus like just typical, literal horror monsters and stuff like that? And he said, well, the other, the, the latter is easier to do. It's simple. <laughs> so I'm worried that, well, you're doing a psychological horror game, so I kind of hope you didn't think of it as this simple thing that make it as simple as possible and you know yeah just make it oh i'm the killer because that'd be horrific <laughs> i'd be extremely upset hmm but, yeah the ultimate well, horror well, game would be go ahead well no i was gonna say cj what would you consider your ultimate horror uh survival horror game what oh. would be the conditions that would you be like this is the perfect game well i just i i'm a big fan of psychological horror so i like for things to be I like for there to be uncertainty. You don't know what's real, what's not real. Um, and for it to subvert your expectations. Because I don't want to go, oh, the hallway, I wonder if something's going to pop out the corner or the window's going to shatter. I want something that will go, maybe the fucking walls would close all of a sudden. Something okay. out of the box. I want to be surprised. Okay, Kyle, what about you? What would you consider a perfect survival horror game? Okay, so you're a troll doll. <laughs> And you like oh. eating garbage food. Okay. Your name is Guy Fieri. <laughs> I saw it coming. Oh my god! <laughs> and in this game, the fat with you're, you're stuck in, you know, it, it, we're stuck. You're stuck in a place called Quiet Mountain, and this place reflects your worst nightmares onto you. Uh huh. So, for this guy, Guy Fieri, I mean Troy Doll. He has to eat, like, vegetables, and that's it, like, healthy foods, and he'd be haunted by all of the grease and all the calories that he's eaten <laughs> on his terrible TV show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
It, okay. <laughs> like I said, quiet mountain. Meatball mountain. Meatballs just chase him down the street. It was a terrible Silent Hill play. If <laughs> it wasn't obvious. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. I hope everyone got that. Just imagine that. Just imagine that. See, Jerry, I got, think everyone instead did. of instead of instead of like you know when jams is to like reach in the hole and it's supposed to be creepy, so like he Guy Fieri reaches in the <laughs> he hole and he didn't get a hamburger. No, no, he reaches in. No, because he has to eat healthy food. He reaches in and he gets like it's like a like a pristine like red pepper, and he's like, ah! <laughs> oh god, <laughs> somebody put this in the fryer. Yeah, fucking broccoli just crap. Anyway, I I don't really can't. That's such a broad question. I really can't answer that. I mean, oh. something that is scary. I don't know. It's hard to describe perfection without. Well, yeah, just the. It's just so broad, and I don't. Well, for me, I think what would be the ultimate survival horror. It was something that didn't fall in the trap of just showing us gore. You know, I I don't find it scary. I just find that disgusting, and I I like when games sort of prey upon my own imagination like leave things to my imagination and I will freak myself out mm-hmm. so I like games that sort of focus on that aspect instead of just showing us mangled bodies or, or what not um, a good survival horror is something that gives us choices doesn't, doesn't reveal everything to us so it gives, it gives the player something to think about which is one of the reasons why I like Silent Hill so much is that they didn't explain everything. You sort of had to revisit your your trip through the game and say, like, why did that happen? And, and talk to your friends to figure out why what what is causing all this. I think a good survival horror game doesn't answer all your questions. It doesn't just show you violence. I think what's more, at least for me, what's more scary is the aftermath of violence. Mm. You just, you sort of stumble across, upon a crime scene where you're like, oh shit, what happened here? But then you don't find out what happened. That sort of thing freaks me out. And I guess it it might be more just uh, personal, more to my taste. But I think that's what makes a good survival horror game is you don't have all the answers it leaves you, I guess, leaves you with questions and doesn't completely, completely revulse you when you walk into a room. Like, I don't know, gore just turns me off by itself. It's like, no, I don't want to see that. But if there's an interesting story behind it, like maybe this serial killer running loose, I'm intrigued. You know, I want to find out more, find out more about their reasons behind doing this, uh, whatever it is, this massacre, you know, there has to be a little bit more to it than just the violence. Yeah. Um, uh, Gore, uh, there's a really great, go ahead, sorry. No, I I was just going to say a lot of horror movies nowadays seem to rely on the whole, what's happening in the moment, the violence that happens then. It's, what freaks me out more is people's motivations and seeing the aftermath and not knowing what happened. That's what gets me in a game. Interesting you bring up violence specifically in that context because there's a movie called, you may have seen it, you may have not, um, From Dusk Till Dawn. 
And um, a lot of people don't like it because it's a uh, um, it's a Robert Rodriguez movie that the first it's literally like two movies smashed together. It's not it's not like di- like uh, Grindhouse where it was actually two movies. It's um, it's a st- the story is um, these two hitmen uh, hijack a family's uh, um, they they. Uh, I can't remember. I haven't seen it in a while. But anyways, they. I thought they, they went to a bar that was owned by vampires. I was getting to that. I was getting to that. That's Sorry. the second movie, basically. Um, the first part of the movie is two hitmen that hijack a family's camper and they hold the family hostage, and then eventually they get to the vampire uh, brothel. And uh, but the first half, the violence is it's it's like a it's like like I've seen that they they actually teach this and like they use this movie. Um, in a lot of like university like film studies courses, because like the first half, it's about all about the effectiveness in film and how to frame things to make it look right. Um, like there's a there's a part where one of Quentin Tarantino's character kills kills this lady, and they don't really show it. They don't show it at all. Actually, they just show like the after not even the aftermath. It's like I remember George Clooney's character opens the door. And he's like, "Oh God, did you do? What did you fucking do?" And then, like, just like these little images would flash up. You don't even really see it. You just see like kind of a, a body, a silhouette of a body, and like a little bit of red. And it's really fucking creepy and fucked up. And then later in the movie, the, the vampires show up, and there there's gore and intestines and blood shooting out of every orifice. And it's just funny. So it's kind of like showing about how like you can't just throw gore out there and let it be disturbing or anything. There's actually like technique to how to frame that stuff properly and make it um, unsettling. Yeah. I always found that what drew me, like comparing Resident Evil to Silent Hill, Resident Evil, a lot of the scares were like in the moment uh, and violent, violent stuff was happening to you in the moment. Silent Hill is, you were this protagonist that sort of stumbled onto the scene after the, after it happened, and you didn't know the context, the people, and it always seemed more scary to me that way. Like you didn't have all the answers. So I guess what I'm trying to say is. What makes a good survival horror game to me is not necessarily the action of the violence. It's more of trying to unravel the mystery of why it occurred in the first place. Uh, that, that gets me. It's like, what would drive someone to commit this sort of horrible violence to another human being? That makes sense. I agree. I just remembered Freddy was in Mortal Kombat. What the fuck? I still didn't get that. <laughs> but <laughs> I did. He was. I just remembered I that. I totally forgot. Freddy, Freddy was in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the last Mortal that. Kombat game, he was in it for some reason. <laughs> Is he like a downloadable? Yep. Yeah, he was a guest character. The rumors are for the Mortal I mean, Kombat 10. Technically, that's com- if you think about it, Freddy did have a reason. I mean, he was, wasn't he burned alive or something? And he was a pedophile. So wait, yeah. so, so, so that, that categorizes him for Mortal Kombat? No, she <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about the whole, like, reason for well, him killing te- teenagers in their dreams. He was trying to get revenge for being burned technically, alive. Technically, so was Jason, because Jason, he he was a, a, a deformed kid who was bullied a lot, and they drowned he him. He drowned his, him, but then his mother took on the mask yeah. and was killing him. Well, his mother is the killer in the original movie. Spoilers. Um, 
and uh, then he's the killer in all of the other ones. Um, but anyways, he had that. <laughs> apparently you know, the predator apparently the predator is rumored to be in Mortal Kombat 10. <laughs> That's coming. Up. Okay. That'd be you can great. Do, you can do that noise all the time. <laughs> I, I do that in Daisy. <laughs> like walking around in P- in PVP and I just go <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is forever horror for me is more about the unknown than the typical there's an enemy running at you trying to kill you for some reason. You know, I like when it's yeah, I think, you, I think, yeah. you don't know your situation, you don't know why this person's coming at you, or you don't know why you're in this fucked up place, but you continue to move on. It grabs my attention. It's more like, oh. What if you were... Oh. What if you were like lactose intolerant and you were forced to eat a bunch of milk products that'd be pretty scary <laughs> and they'd be farting a lot <laughs> which i've been doing it's a good thing i can mute my mic <laughs> jesus well i think that's that's about the end of the show there um uh, let's see you can follow us on twitter i'm at arsenic 13 i'm kemi underscore row i'm also on sh underscore historical and red seats profile I also run SilentHillCircleSociety.com. I have uh, a new review out about the Robbie the Rabbit statues from get-go, if you're interested in that. I just released that a couple days ago. That's about it. Um, I'm at Levito on Twitter. That's at at L-E-V-I-2-0. Um... I think I'm going to write an article about why Fatal Frame should be localized because I really want it to. Lend your energy to the localization spirit bomb. Put your arms so many up right people now. love you for that. And uh, I think I might put it out. You know what? I think I might put it out here and say, if you tweet at me and say why you think it should be localized, like don't just say because I want to play it. Like give an actual reason. Like it would be good because Nintendo is catering to, you know, they they'd have some more hardcore games on their system or something like that. Just give me a, give a good reason and I'll include it. Because uh, you should really do a poll on Gap. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's I don't know. It, it'd be interesting. So they should just tweet at you. Yeah, people t- tweet at me with your your reasons why you think Fatal Frame should be localized, and I'll include it in my article. So yeah, that's about it. All right, make sure you follow the website on Twitter and on Facebook. And I'd like to give a shout out to Tristex and Whitney for helping Why? out with for helping out with the headset mix amp issue that I have been uh, having. You yelled at me though. Because you send me things. I was just trying to help. I'm going to give you a hug one day. You get a surprise hug one day. No? Okay. You're not even enthused. I'm not, I'm not really actually a huggy person. I know that. I don't care. You're not a huggy? Are you more a downy person or what other brand of diapers? I, I don't like... I don't, I'm not a really touch-to-feel the person. No. I hugged a lot of people this past weekend. It was fun. I would take a hug from you, Kyle. Oh, I'll hold yeah. you to that. Yeah. You and CJ, I would, I would happily accept hugs. Okay, then. Then you get a hug. I wouldn't hug CJ. Fuck that. Uh... <laughs> or we're supposed to, like, meld together like the thing creature. So, Just get so, stuck in so screen. I have to ask, um, now that you've met your goal, can you get your amp? Like right away, or you have to wait a, a month still? Well, let like, me say, I'll just say bye first, and then I'll include it. 
I'll just do buys and I'll cut this and tell you at the end. Alright, well, that's the end of the show. Thanks for watching, everyone. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Do the predator noise. Hi, oh, you're so good. <laughs>